1: I don't care what they might say We love Jesus anyway I think if we're honest with ourselves much of American Christianity is nothing more than Lone Ranger Christianity We think we can do this alone As we'll find out today here on Way of Grace Nothing could be further from the truth me, I've got this. Boy, we are so quick to just go do it ourselves, aren't we? Yet as we're finding out in our study today here in Exodus 17, spiritual warfare? There's just no way we can do it by ourselves. Well, Moses was a key example of all this. He couldn't keep his staff and his arms lifted unless he had help doing so throughout the battle against the Amalekites. Many lessons to be learned here today, and we'll do just that. From Grace Bible Church in Hayward, online at grace-bible.com, here's Pastor Jessica Stand and today's program.
2: So Joshua did as Moses had said unto him. Do you see that? So Joshua did as Moses had said to them, said to him. Do you see that? So Joshua did as Moses had said to him. I want you to get that. The commandment came down from God to Moses and from Moses to Joshua. And you got a man who is not complaining about his assignment. I want you to get that because Joshua is being given a preview here. God is showing us the next in command. He's showing us the next in command. Does anybody see it with me? God is always showing us the next in command by that Christocentric expression and manifestation of submission to the upline. Did you get it? Not jumping out ahead, not going before, staying right under. I love me some Joshua. I want you to see what happens. Here's what it says. So Joshua did what Moses said said, and fought with uh, 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 Amalek. And Moses and Aaron and Ur went up to the top of the hill. You see that? This is Moses, Aaron, and Ur. This is Moses, Aaron, and his son. Ur went up to the top of the hill. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. Whoa! Do you see it? Now, this is narrative theology. God is teaching you something. God's in the midst of all this, but he's working with leadership and he's working with leadership in the area of acute manifestations of their weaknesses and strengths. God will always work with your weakness in order to remind you that he is your strength. You have to know this. You can't operate out of the gifts and callings that God gives you with an arrogance that somehow you are in control of the gifts. I see it all the time. I see it frequently in the church. I see it frequently, and particularly in leadership. I see leadership pretending to submit to God. They don't. They'll get approval to preach, approval to pastor, approval to lead, and they will systematically and gradually remove God's word from the central object of devotion and worship. And the next thing you know, the people are looking to the leader and not to Christ. And most of our churches hold a very low view of scripture because the pastors don't know how to handle the word of God adequately enough to exalt Christ in your eyes. Am I making some sense to y'all? That's exactly right. So you got a lot of Christians who love to play church. And engage in the music and the swaying back and forth. But there's no power in it at the social level. There's no power in it when you leave the doors and you are completely fit to be tied when the government ties you and drives you into their kingdom. It's true. Sorry. I'm sorry. It's true. I'm so sorry. It's true. Because the churches should be lifting up their rod right now in everything that's going on in our nation. I'm so sorry, it's true. I'm so sorry. But our text is teaching us how God is organizing his people. I'm going to show you three, four more things. I'm done. The obedience of his brethren. I love this. Sub point A speaks to what we call mutual what? Edification of the body. I want you to see this. I've been talking to us about this in the book of Jude. If you've been keeping up. Edification is never a process that is exclusively to you alone by yourself. When you talk about the term edification, uh, archonomos, the idea of edification is a building up process. And no one builds themselves up. You always have to use existential tools or resources for building. As a rule, The way you and I are best built up, I don't care if it's at the academic level. I don't care if it's at the physical level. I don't care if it's at the psychosociological level. Other people have to be involved in the process of building you up. Did you hear what I just stated? It is a multi-relational principle for true edification. You know how some of y'all say, you know what, man, 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 I got to lose some weight. I got to lose some weight. I got to lose some weight. I promise I'm going to start tomorrow. Man, I'm going to lose some weight. Then you go a half an hour. I think I'll start tomorrow. I got I to gotta lose some weight. Man, I got to lose some weight. And then you get hungry. I, I think I'll start the next day. Do you know what's going on? You have asserted an attempt to build yourself up when what you need is help. You need somebody that has gone a little further along than you to help motivate you and guide you in the process of mortification. Because when we're talking about being built up, you got to first go through a breaking down. You got to go through a breaking down. And we don't like to break down. We like being right where we is. We just want to go to sleep and wake up built up. But the problem is you can't go to sleep and wake up built up. You need a mutual corresponding team to help you get to where you want to go. Even if you can capture the vision of what you want to be, which is what children of God should be doing. That's why he gave you the Holy Ghost. You can't help yourself. And that's why he gave you the body of Christ. And that's why he gave you brothers and sisters. And that's when when a man and a woman are talking about being married, they're entering into a mutual edification process which can even be done by those two. They need a larger group. This is why we're getting ready to do the class. This is where 1 uh, Corinthians is becoming our study now because the Corinthian church thought they were self-sufficient to be able to operate in their own gifts. And God says, no, no edification can occur without a multilateral interaction, an intramural multilateral process by which the body is helping build up each member. And a collaborative. Do you see what these boys are doing? Moses on the hill. Aaron's on the hill. Ur's on the hill. Joshua's down there gathering the troops together. It sounds like they are working as a team. Yes. Isn't that good? Yes. Stay with me. They're working as a team. Because they have now no reason to argue like they were doing just yesterday. Let me hurry up and get this point done. Right. When men and women are not recognizing that God is among them, they will complain because you're walking in darkness. When men and women do not understand that God has promised to provide for you bread and water, they will complain because they're walking in unbelief. When men and women... Do not recognize that God is among them, will provide their bread and water, meaning he will engage in in processes by which you won't starve to death. He won't let you go without. He'll make a way in order for you to know God is real. He does that in order for you to trust him. And when you got water flowing, like they got water flowing now. Do they have water flowing? It's coming out of the rock right now. Do you see it? They're drinking plenty water. Their cows are drinking water. They got the pheasant coming from the east wind. They got the biscuits coming in the morning. They got biscuits and pheasant and they got water flowing. Is God among them or what? My God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We We love to talk it. We love to talk it. We love to talk it. Don't we love to talk it? Yeah. I God, to meet my needs till you get that threat. I'm going to show you something. These people knew now that God was among them. They saw all of the resources, the Shekinah glory, the fire by night, the pillar of cloud by day, the river flowing, the river flowing, the water of life. The bread coming in the morning, every morning without fail. The quail coming in the evening. God is among us. Now we got a battle to fight. What do we do? We come together and fight the battle. That's what we do. Since we have a God that meets all of our needs. And since he has fought this battle for us already before against the greater army, Pharaoh. The Am- Amalekites are just a little weak army. I just want you to capture that now. This is one of them little, little training tests, okay? Amalek is a training test. He's a little, little weakling. I just want you to know, but Israel got to go through it. So well, let's walk this on out so I can close up my final point and let you go home. Notice what it says. But Moses' hands were heavy and they took a stone and put it under him. Is that good or what? See, this is what we mean by collaboration. This is what we mean by creativity, spiritual creativity. They now know that the God is in the heavens; He's also the God of the earth. They then also figured out that God is up to using stones. Woo! There's a stone. Let's go grab the stone and place it under the arm of our brother. That stone represents who? Jesus, the Christ. He's able to uphold us. He's able to uphold us by his mighty hand. Put those stones in there so that brother can rest. What that also means is that the brethren that's helping you need Jesus too. Yes. This here's the doctrine of mediation. This is how you keep Christ in the midst of it so that it doesn't go carnal. So no flesh can get glory in God's sight. Because we, we tear it up in the church with all that. Man-centered ideology, man-centered theology, where Christ is absent. Christ is in all this. Is he in it? He's the rod. He's the stone that's holding up the servant. While Joshua, whose name in the Hebrew is Jehovah shall save, is our Lord Jesus fighting the battle with us against the Amalekites. You see it, don't you? You see God's all in this. Is God all in it? I got a few minutes and we're done. Please get it then. This is the defining moment for Joshua. I love this. That's your sub point B and point number three. The defining moment for Joshua's leadership. Notice what the text says in verse 13. And Joshua discomfited Amalek. Do you see? And his people with the edge of the sword. See, that boy's bad. You know what I love about Joshua? As I stated earlier, he never, ever complained. You got all of these foolish Egyptian Israelites from the beginning of their journey to the end of their journey challenging Moses. Is that true? Do y'all know what I'm doing? Do you know the history? Even his crazy sister and brother, they're as fickle as anybody could be. They're all challenging him. Leadership's going to challenge him. Family's going to challenge him. His wife is challenging him. It's tough on Moses. Did y'all hear what I just stated? There's one brother who was always there to do whatever Moses said do. Whether Moses went up to the top of the mountain or whether Moses went down into the valley. There was a man who understood what it meant to be a servant. And his name was Joshua. Whatever God called Joshua to do, Joshua did. Joshua was there when his, when his earthly master failed. We'll get there down the line. And God says, all right, it's time for Joshua. Did y'all hear what I just stated? It's time for Joshua. One of the things I'm trying to tell my young men around here is about the principle of second in command. Because the devil wants you to be first in command. Does it? See, like he can't put up with being second in command. He hates Jesus. The devil hates Jesus. Do you understand? He hates Jesus particularly. And he hates Jesus because Jesus is the love of the father. The devil hates Jesus. He hates Jesus name to be declared. He'll let you play church in the white house. In the honky tonk joint. In the club. And entertainment centers. He'll let you play church everywhere. He's not going to do with you exalting Jesus. Did you understand what I'm saying? You got to tear Jesus down for him. He'll allow you to tear him down. Ask all the hip hoppers. They tear Jesus straight down. In the midst of their wickedness. They say now the Jesus of the church folk, He's impotent. He's weak. We can do whatever the hell we want to do. And that Jesus, he ain't nothing but a little, a little token, like the things we wear around our neck. Did y'all hear what I just stated? That Jesus is powerless. That Jesus is powerless. And people are deceived by that powerless Jesus because they think that that's the Jesus that lets you live like whatever you want to live. And you're still going to heaven. Did you hear what I just said? This world will not tolerate a Jesus of whom the Bible says is sovereign Lord over everyone. Over everyone. When you go to making Jesus who he really is, you get canceled. You get canceled. Oh, wait a minute. That boy just getting too serious about Jesus. And he got too many people watching him. And he's standing up saying, we need Jesus. Oh, no, you got to get rid of him. We'll let you play church, but don't take the son of God seriously. Try it in your boardrooms. Try it in your conference rooms. Are you hearing me? Jesus is first in command now, and that's because God has highly exalted him. And that's after he uh, he walked 37 years as second in command. He came down here and loved on us. And he never did his own will. He always did the will of him that sent him. That's called a perfect servant. That's what he's calling you and me to. You and I didn't buy anything. We didn't purchase anything. We don't own anything. How arrogant for us to even assume we did. We don't own the next breath coming in and out of our mouth. And we're going around acting like we can control folks. And control, that's what, that's what our secular system is trying to do. We're all the offspring of God, says, says Paul in Acts 17. We all got to an answer to God, don't we? And here we're going around trying to control people like we're God. The Lord Jesus never controlled anybody. He simply obeyed his father's will and God put everything under his feet because he loved the idea of sonship. This is why you can't get much done in the church because everybody wants to be a chief. Don't nobody want to serve. It's really true. Just want to come get spoon fed. And go. Rarely can you hear from a Christian, what can I do, pastor? We just want to do whatever you, y'all out there working for Caesar, working for Pharaoh. God has a church. He has work in the church. I know it hurts, we got to lift the mirror up. Got to lift that mirror up. This is why your battles are not won at your home. You're not even ready to serve God. What you're going to learn next week when we do with marriage, the only way our marriages will work is if we start at the top. We can't start with us. Today, just the two of us won't work, even if you try. Sorry, because it's God's institution. So people, we have been transformed into consumer-oriented, me, myself, and I creatures and don't realize God's fighting a battle. And the enemy is real. That's the other thing I say. I'm going to let y'all go in a second. You know what I say? Christians do not believe this battle is real. They don't believe this battle is real. Until they come lock your tail up. You won't believe this battle is real, real until you wake up one day and you have no control over your income. You won't believe this battle is real until they tell you, unless you comply. Somebody call where we are today an illusion of freedom. And when people are not ready to fight for freedom, they're willing to yield to illusions. What God is teaching Israel is, yeah, I'm going to get you there. But every now and then, you got to fight. Now, our third point is clear, the overcoming power of Christ. Do you believe that Christ is the power of God? Notice what the text says in verse 14. The text very very clearly says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Write this for a memorial in all of your books and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua, for I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. And Moses built an altar and called the name of it Jehovah Nisi. Do you know what that means? The banner of our sovereign God being raised up so that the world can know that he is Lord of lords and king of kings. And this is in honor of the subordinate submission of second in command in Joshua. Joshua is the one on the ground, him and his boys doing heavy lifting. Y'all understand that? Doing the heavy lifting. They will not advance to the next level without getting through this warfare. And by application, so that you guys can see it, because some point A is clear. The rod of God is his son, is he not? Jesus is the victory as we fight with him for true peace. I just want you to know that. He makes it clear in John 16, In the world, you're gonna have trouble, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. In me is your peace. I give you a peace the world cannot give you. And believers need to know that right well. In this world, you're gonna have a battle and you better learn how to lift up that rod application and I'm done. What are we dealing with today? We're dealing with an enemy like Amalek who is our secular, godless system. A secular, godless system. It is a cultural cult that is dominating our world. A secular, godless system. That's what you're dealing with. It has moved in so close on you and me that we don't know what to do. A secular, godless, tyrannical system. It has moved in so close that we don't know what to do. We don't know that it doesn't want you anymore. It wants your kids. A secular, godless, Amalekite system. A system of the flesh that wants to reject God and conform your children into its image. Do you know that? That's the Amalek we're fighting today as we make our way through the wilderness. And it has many, many manifestations. It is a religious system. It's an ideological system. It is a controlling, dominating system. It is a demonically inspired system that uses psychology, that uses the medical industry that uses the monetary system, that uses the media outlets, that uses the, the, the goofy, what I call court gestures of entertainment, those court gesturing clowns that also draw you in and nudge you in to buy into their foolishness. They have a massive array of sources that are coming at you every second of the day.
1: Well, you are listening to Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastand from Grace Bible Church here in Hayward. Closing out our time together today, we invite you to reach out to us. Let us know how the program encourages you in your walk with Christ. Questions, comments, prayer requests are always welcome. You can either write to us, give us a call, or stop by our website and drop us an email. Now, the best place to go, of course, is the website. Not only will you be able to write to us via email, you'll be able to get more information about who we are, what we believe, worship times, how to get here. Grace-bible.com is our website. Again, that's grace-bible.com. If you wish to give us a call, the number is 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. If you're writing to us, our address is 22768 Main Street. That's 22768 Main Street. Here in Hayward, the zip code, 94541. That's 22768 Main Street, Hayward, California, 94541. One final note as we close out our time today, this program is listener supported. If you wish to partner with us, we would be more than grateful. This broadcast airs throughout the Bay Area as well as online, impacting thousands for the sake of Christ. And that is our hope and our goal. If you'd like to partner with us along those lines, feel free to write or give us a call. No gift is too large, no gift too small, whether a one-time gift or a monthly support. You're more than welcome to reach out. We would love to partner with you as we minister the gospel of Jesus to the Bay Area and the World Wide Web. Thank you for spending time with us today. Until next time, may Christ be your way of grace.